Well, I'm offended. How do we get on that uh, early episode list, yeah. Jay? Dude, I wish, man. I'm hoping maybe one day we'll be cool. Welcome to the What's Up Reddick TV podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Carter. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should take the time to set your TiVo to record a show each week or invest hours into binging that show that all your friends are telling you to watch? Well, we're here to answer that question for you. We put TV shows on trial, discuss facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Uh, we appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. If you're watching us on YouTube, again, hit the subscribe button, the bell notification, so you can keep up with all of our new TV episodes and our spoiler freeze and everything that we put on here. So uh, we appreciate that. Also, go to podchaser.com. Uh, look up What's Our Verdict Movies or What's Our Verdict TV. Leave us a review on one or the other or both. Um, it will allow for their, they currently have a charity going on for reviews. If you leave a review and it, they'll donate just for the review, a quarter to, doggone it, I got to look it up again. I forget where they're sending all that stuff. Anyway, they, they it's for those that are less fortunate, and I think it has to do with Ukraine this year. So great cause. If we reply, which we will, I just got done replying earlier to one. Oh, they, we got our first one? Yeah, and they... It was biased, as they always are, I find. Mm. Usually it's biased my going towards me. You're welcome. Yeah, so I'm like, man, I didn't like it because this time it's biased towards Alec. They said that, you know, great podcast. I love Alec the best. I'm like, hold on. Thanks, Mom. Love you. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, we appreciate the review. I did reply. Um, so that's that's 50 cents to this uh, this donation. So, yeah, it's a great cause, and it, it's easy to do. So JJ, let's account. not forget, if we get 30 reviews, I'm wearing a oh, dress yeah. during one of our spoiler frees. If we get 60, uh, remind me, I, I, I'm blanking on Alex. What is Alex doing? I get to watch She Dies oh, yeah, Tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Oh, we're going to stream horrible. the whole thing, and I get to provide commentary. Terrible. But the best that. one is if we somehow get to 100, which, I mean, it's a stretch, let's be honest. JJ will live stream shaving his beard to babyface JJ, and no one wants to see that, but we want to see that. Yep, that is fair. So there it is. I will do it if we hit 100. We've got one, 99 more to go. Uh, yeah, so it's it's uh, the World Central Kitchen, and it's hashtag Chefs for Ukraine. So, uh, again, they'll double the, the donation amount anytime a podcast replies to a review, and we will do so. already did that. So uh, it's called Reviews for Good, podchaser.com. Go check it out. Leave a review. We appreciate it. All right. So this week, or I guess today, not this week, I'm in movie mode. So today we're reviewing the Disney original series Moon Knight, season one, episode one. Um, there will be spoilers. So if you haven't watched this episode, please pause the podcast, go watch the episode on Disney plus come back, pick up where you left off. Cause yeah, we don't want to spoil anything. If you haven't seen moon Knight episode one from this first season. So let's talk about it, gents. I know we usually start all these Marvel fun things off with questions for the, the local comic nerd, um, common, common folk, but we have to talk to the comic nerd. Please enlighten us, JJ, because I, like many of most of America in the world, was like Marvel, Moon Knight, have no idea who this person is, this superhero is, and the little knowledge that you do have, JJ, would be gratefully uh, 
appreciated here. Yeah. So this is one character that I don't know is like, I will say, I don't know as much about this character as I do a lot of other comics. This is not a comic. I don't think I've ever read an actual Moon Knight comic. Now he has been in a lot of like the New York based comics. So like you'll see him in he's interacted with Spider-Man quite a few times. He's interacted with, uh, um, daredevil with it. Yeah. So all of those defender level, uh, heroes, he he's interacted with most of them. So I don't think I, I can't say that I've ever read a single moon Knight comic, but I, you know, I'll do my best to answer those questions. Um, he's basically a, a pretty, the one thing that's interesting about this character that I've been looking forward to is there are some serious, uh, mental health conversations that are mm. able to be spawned in this particular series. It used to be miscorrect, incorrectly said that Moon Knight or Mark Spector, however you want to, Stephen Grant, whichever one you want to go with, uh, suffered from schizophrenia, and he didn't. It's DID, he dissociative identity disorder, and so, and in the comics, he's got. A number of identities so I'm interested to see how many so we see Stephen Grant which is a weird play on that he's actually in the comics a, a billionaire businessman so I'm interested to see why he's uh I mean probably it's just interest of story but you know the whole London based museum gift shop guy um and then there's the he also has a taxi cab driver named Jake Lockley identity and then a suited there's a guy that was a consultant mr knight and that there's been images from like previews and things like that that look like mr knight will make an appearance now i don't know if they're gonna bring in the actual identity of mr knight or if it's just a one of the suits because there's i don't know if you've seen it but there's images without the hood and he's in like a suit and tie and it but he's still got the mask with the moon on his forehead so that's a mr knight version of moon Knight, so it's it's an interesting take and like i said there's a there should be i hope there's some really interesting conversations that come from the mental health you know piece of this character because that is one interesting thing but he does have his powers come from a an egyptian god the god of the moon named Khonsu. so yeah. So fill us in on this villain that we were kind of introduced to, and he's got these scales, and it like it looks like he sucked the life out of that old lady. Someone else was deemed worthy, and I guess they become his followers. I don't know. Like, what's that all about? Sure. So uh, the, I know more about the goddess that he worships than him and himself, and that's Amit. And her, she's a demoness or a goddess in ancient Egypt. Um, she's also referred to as the devourer of the dead. Um, and so she, the thing with the scales is, is she, she will leave alone those that are deemed worthy. That's where this worthy thing comes in there. She lets them continue on if she finds them unworthy and they haven't, I, I don't know. Cause I haven't read anything about this particular villain in general, in the comic side to know what the deeming unworthy entails what it takes to be deemed unworthy things like that because obviously 
I mean, it can't be something. I can't imagine that that old lady did anything too fucking terrible in her life living in that little city they were in. But who knows the village? But it's you know, it's I don't know where that's coming from. But that's where that whole basis of you know she's removing evil by devouring the unworthy. But who knows? That could all be a, a deception on her part for this guy, and she just wants souls. But that she's she's a she's a soul eater, basically. Is what I've read. So, is there any significance to the glass and you know walking on it, or is that just he's the baddest dude on the block and that's how he proves it? Yeah, I, I yeah, that one I don't know. I think that's just one of those weird, uh, oh God, what are they called? cult things that he's just trying to show he's he's tough. Because as far as I know, there's nothing. Because that ain't no um, cringing. What's uh what's Dan Brown's most famous mystery book? It's the uh, Da Vinci Code. Yeah. They had that that albino priest, and he did like the self harm stuff. And it's funny watching this with my wife. She's really intrigued. She's super bummed there wasn't already further episodes. We finished the first one. She's like, the next one. I was like, it's not out yet. She's like, what? I'm like, no. Uh, but she's a therapist, and I kind of got the I taken um, psychology as a major, so I had to do a lot of these mental health. Uh, classes but i was getting a look i had it's been a while so like the difference between schizophrenia and multiple personalities um she kind of explained that to me again like schizophrenia is about hearing voices and hallucinating but you're still the same person you're just basically like souped up crazy whereas we saw with steven aka mark aka we don't even know all of his multiple <laughs> personalities per se um that's why he goes in and out of these episodes and doesn't have any recollection because he's literally got like four JJ's in them, which yeah. could be very scary because one JJ's enough. Yeah, I wouldn't want four. One is. I plenty. did like how they had them switch personalities, though. That was that was super cool. Where uh, they kind of used that to cut and transition scenes between who was in control. Yeah, um, yeah. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. It made me chuckle several <laughs> times. Yeah, they I definitely did a good job in this making this more spooky. I was reading a little bit about Jeremy Slater and the direction he wanted to make this more like. Um, on the darker side of what Marvel is currently. And I could see there was like elements of some horror in this, a little suspense, which I'm trying to think back in the MCU. You, I mean, I don't really think there's much of that at all. Now. So it's kind of a unique take where I'm interested to see where they go with that. Yeah. From everything that I've heard. Well, and what I do, the little I know about this character is it's, it's a pretty dark character even in the comics and and from what i understand he killed a lot of people well, yeah well in my under, well so mark specter i you know i failed to talk about that particular uh alter ego and that is that he was a former marine mm -hmm. special service like yeah i mean special forces like badass which is why he's the the version of moon knight that he is and um but yeah i mean it's it's an interesting from what I understand, all the major review houses and the, the critics and things like that got the first four episodes they were able to watch um, early. So they were able to watch the first four to be able to review it. And then five and six was held off. But I've heard mixed reviews about one through four. And then five and six, what they're saying is the director came out and said, man, you're not prepared for five and six. Like, it's dark. It's heavy. Um, well, and they they swapped... Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, if you got into your Disney Plus recently, but you had to, like, agree to mature content. That mm, This show is why it came out, why you uh -huh. had to do that now. 
So that and they picked up the Daredevil and Punisher and all those Netflix series. Well, it's got to make fans excited. Yeah. Get a little bit more on the greedy side. Yeah. So this, the, from what I've heard, well, we see it, especially during that chase scene, and then at the end, like when he's beaten down on whatever that creature was. Yeah. It's I yeah, think multiple dead for... bodies. Like it's you don't see them on the MC where there's actual blood on the ground and dead bodies like laying around. Some, in fact, that's like a DC thing. And one thing I have liked about the DC, DC is they don't shy away from like well. Actually, this is what happens if you hurt someone. <laughs> like, we don't just gloss over that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm offended. How do we get on that uh, early episode list, yeah. Jay? Dude, I wish, man. I'm hoping maybe one day we'll be cool enough. Maybe we get a, if we get 100 reviews there. I will say one of the things that bothered me about this show is, guys, what's wrong with the CGI? It was horrible. Yeah. It was so bad. It was pretty rough. And I that's frightening for me because his as moon Knight, they've already stated he's 100 percent cgi and that part yeah. where he he gets done beating up in that thing in the bathroom and he stands up and turns i was like like where his neck was that hood looked so bad turning around i was like oh god this like the bullet me. holes in the in the the cupcake truck and like just even the car chase where they were putting it through the window it, yeah it was bad jj and i don't understand they have enough of a budget <clears throat> and they've done, I don't know, like Mandalorian and all these things that have looked, how does it look so bad? I don't know. Just a choice of, I guess the vert, <clears throat> the type of CGI they're doing. I, and I can't imagine, look, I mean, I'll shit on it all day long, but I can't imagine it's easy having a show that's 90% CGI and then making it look good and, and doing it. Cause I, they're not sure. going to get the same budget as a movie, but at the same time, if you're going to hinge this on being the first of your, Major. I mean, there have been some Marvel TV shows to this point, but they've all been based on characters we've seen before, right? So they're characters that come from the movie universe and things that we already had buy-in for, so you didn't really have to work that hard. It was just a continuation of things that we'd already loved and seen. This is the first time that you're really getting a taste of something new in the Marvel Cinematic Universe through Disney+, Plus, and so it's like, don't fuck this up. And the CGA does look rough. I That's... that's my biggest complaint, I did like the way that they were in and out with the personalities. My other complaint was, is that did get a little jarring. Like they did it so many times that I'm like, okay, I'm ready to see. And I realize they're saving it for the big finale, but man, it was jarring for me a couple of times. I'm like, oh geez, here we go again. It's going to be a big time skip. The idiots back in charge. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong. Konsu, dude, to him talking shit on Stephen Grant was great. Like that whole. If battle. he doesn't give the body back, I will kill you both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Is that um, um Liam Neeson's voice? No. Oh, I can't remember the guy. Sounded name. like him. Uh, it does sound very similar. Oh shit! What's his name? Uh, F. Murray Abraham. No idea who that is. All so right. well, you sound like Liam Neeson. You you'd know if I I can't think of what he's in. He's an old guy. He's been in a ton of shit. Oh, why can I not? I'm just worried. I don't want him to turn into you know like Venom that level that style where it didn't. It was fine, but I'm like they're they're towing the line where if you get you lean too much into it too sarcastic and such, Venom was just a total turn off. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm not. It's yeah. That's everybody knows how I feel about. Venom on this podcast, so um, I'm trying to think of what this guy was in. You'd know him as soon as I showed you a picture. Um, 
But, yeah, he's a pretty big actor comparatively, but he does a lot of, like, uh, he's not, like, a leading actor. He does a lot of supporting stuff, but you'd know him. F. Murray Abrahams, who the voice is, which is a good choice, I think. Um, interesting. I'm just glad they didn't do it with Oscar Isaac because I think that's one of the things, because he's a completely different entity within this conversation that's happening within Mark Spector or Stephen Grant, whoever you want to, but so to have a different voice and a different act altogether, I think was a smart choice for that because it differentiates. It's an, it's different enough because that's one of the issues that I have with Venom versus so with Venom, Tom Hardy voiced Venom. So he has some of the same vocal mannerisms and, and pauses and things like that, that match up with the actual character um, Eddie Brock as opposed to so there's no it was so similar that it bothered me because I could tell who was doing it from jump with this one it's so different you can tell that this guy's injecting himself in the conversation going I am not part of your DID world I am a completely different entity and I don't give a shit what's going on with you guys so I like that get your shit together and give me my scarab beetle yeah no, you can get behind that kind of business plan. Yeah. I will say Ethan Hawke, man, I liked him as Arthur, the bad guy. He was just kind of calm and chilling and a different side of Ethan Hawke that you don't usually. I, yeah, my, good. Yeah, my brain always goes to 90s Ethan Hawke because that's what I grew up with. And so I'm like, ooh, every time I see him in anything these days, I'm like, really? But I, he's doing different shit, and I like that. So I'm excited for the future of Moon Knight. I'm, I'm what are his powers? To... I know he gets more powerful with the phases in the moon, but like, what is his mo there? Um, not sure. I know, and you kind of saw him at the end of that fight. He gets these. So out of his the moon symbol in his chest, he can pull these like moon shaped weapons mm-hmm. um, that are pretty. They're brutal. Uh, they're sharp. They're like a, a they slicey. Yeah, they're like a quarter moon or like the I don't think can't remember the name. Actually, probably name work in the deli. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so each end, it's like it's like a point of a knife coming out of the, mm-hmm. both sides of his fist. So it's I mean, it gets pretty it's pretty brutal. But I don't know. Like, I know he's got super strength and he's got because um, I know he can jump pretty far. He like jumps rooftops, rooftops and shit like that in the comics. But I don't know. Um, exactly what his actual powers are outside of that, to be honest with you. I just don't know enough about him. I wish I did. I'm going to have to do more research. Might have to read some comics after this. So yeah. as a very lukewarm Marvel fan, is there any specific reason why they chose to use Moon Knight as kind of their first initial uh, TV series? Or did they just kind of reach into a hat and scribble about a bunch of names, pick one out, and go with that. Um, I think part of it is, is even though it was never my thing, being a huge comic nerd, not that I'm the, you know, end-all, be-all of that shit, but he's something like the 89th greatest comic book based on sales numbers and things like that. Like, So, I mean, he's pretty top on the list, and then, like, there was some... Uh, some study or I don't, I don't want to say study, make it sound like it's fucking scientific or something, but he was part of the Avengers at some point. 
Um, he was also part of the defenders. And I think most likely, if I had to guess, knowing that they were going to get back the Netflix series that they did with the defenders, the groups that was the main core defender group in the comics, my guess is, is that will that this is the kickoff of what will be a more based in TV series of comic heroes. I think you'll see more of the defender side. So I, they've already talked about, I mean, what we've seen now to Charlie Cox and daredevil in the Spider-Man movie. So I just think you'll start to see these guys have their own TV shows and maybe find a way to loop some of these into these new characters um, and these new smaller teams on the TV Disney Plus side. Now that they've got that, and then you might see them dabble in the t- in the movies that way. So I think they're just starting with him to build on what they did with Netflix and now own in Disney Plus. If I had to guess, now that's all speculation, but that's what would make sense to me. I can follow that. That makes sense too. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. I was just looking up his powers. I want to read this paragraph from. Um, it actually comes from Men's Health, but they interviewed Marvel. <laughs> um, weird that. I mean, I guess you'll publish anything. It says, according to Marvel, Moon, Knight's po- Moon Knight possesses ex- expert fighting abilities, weapons expertise, and impressive athletics due to Mark Spector's background as a CIA operative, Marine, and eventually mercenary. He can also speak several languages. Plus, due to Kansu's con- power, Moon Knight has a supernatural skills like enhanced strength determined by the moon's waxing and waning, as JJ mentioned and the power to drain someone's life force through physical contact, which I didn't know. And then the other thing, they say he's technically immortal because in the comics he's actually been raised from the dead three times. So it'll all depend on, on how the MCU actually decides to play. Um, seems like he's kind of got superhuman speed in some senses as well, based off some things that we've seen in like the flashes of him having a gun or multiple people dead super quick kind of thing. But it'll be interesting to see. I think my only other knock on what I saw so far is because I jumped in and all these personalities, as JJ mentioned, it was a little bit jarring where I wanted to kind of see what happened, but I know that's the, the depiction they, they took right now, but I'm hoping to get some more sustenance. And it sounds like that may not happen until like the fifth or sixth episode based off what JJ kind of mentioned as well. Yeah. Um, one last thing just to kind of also build on that. Thanks, Manson, for looking that up because I, like I said, I didn't know much of anything um i do know that another reason they may be leaning into moon knight is one of his more major villains that he's got he's dealt with is mephisto and there have been a lot of subtle hints easter eggs whatever the hell you want to call them throughout phase four uh since endgame that have hinted towards mephisto coming around um especially with the heavy involvement of uh, the Scarlet Witch. Um, she also deals a lot with Mephisto due to the fact that the book that she has. And so I'm, I'm have a feeling that depending on how we lean into this, because with Dr. Strange coming up next month, um, he also deals a lot with Mephisto because of the dark arts and everything else. And Mephisto. Yeah. So Mephisto, I think it might be just in a tie in to phase four. If Mephisto becomes a major villain, I don't think he'll be the next big bad, but I think he'll be in one of these smaller level big bads because I think Kang, I think, uh, yeah, the Conqueror is going to be yeah, the next big big bad, I think. 
Write it down, JJ's prediction for the next big bad, Kane the Conqueror. I mean, they, he was definitely in the, the Loki series. I mean, that's who, I don't know if you've seen the Loki series, but the guy at the end that he had, they have the conversation with that they end up, spoiler alert, killing. He, he's, that's of a variant of Kang the Conqueror. He's just not an asshole like Kang the Conqueror. I mean, he is kind of an asshole. He's just not the same level of asshole as Kang the Conqueror. So, um, yeah, anyway, that was just one more thought I had. But it's a good start to the series, I think. I'm looking forward to more. I hope they dive deeper. So any any final thoughts? I had one. Uh, Does Moon Knight ever cross over with the Eternals at all? In the comics that you've read, not the ones that I've read. That's a great question. Not sure. Um, yeah. All right. I'll have to do common some- folk nerds figure it out. Let me know in the comment section. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, why do you ask? Oh, just a random curiosity. Oh, gotcha. 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 Because uh, I mean, you also have ancient Egyptian god kind of coming in eternals have been around for forever and are the inspiration behind a lot of the gods in the various mm-hmm. pantheons mm-hmm. so i was wondering if maybe there is some connection in there with uh them and this Amit, autumn yeah Amit. now just to kind of build on that before we end here a great thing that you brought up was that would be a good connection is fucking maybe the reason it's in London. Cause I was confused as to why I was in London because most of the time moon Knight's based out of New York city from what I've read and what I know. So I was confused with the London thing, but there was another character that was introduced in eternals. That's based out of London that we know that's also part of, a dark arts kind of thing now with Dane Whitman and the black Knight. the, the black Knight. We see mm-hmm. the sword at the end. We have blade coming in the future. So there might be some, and that moon Knight fits very well with that type of a character and type of lore. So maybe it's a good call out on that. I didn't think about that. Is too. blade from he's in London. Well, he was at the end. He was in the post credit scene of the eternals. That was his voice when when uh, Dane when the dude was about to grab the sword, oh, and he yeah. said, "Are you ready for that, Mister Whitman?" That was the that was uh, well, I can't think of his name now, but the actor that's going to be playing Blade in the new movies, yeah, that's him. Did they set the old Blade movies in London? No, those I were. Don't remember in, that? Those I don't. There was one in Russia. I don't know if they ever like actually stated exactly where those were. Okay. Okay, that just makes him feel better because I was thinking the only one was like, I don't remember that ever being in London. No, Blade's not. The comic, most of the time, the Blade comics were definitely in the States, but he traveled a lot just due to the fact that vampires are everywhere, apparently. <laughs> Damn. I was a little disappointed that Moon Knight did not have any werewolves. Me too. That was the one thing that, because that's what everybody in the preview thought that he was going to be at, beating their, its ass in the bathroom, because that's the comic he was introduced in was the werewolf bit werewolf by night and they're doing a a special called werewolf by night based on that comic on disney plus so i was like oh they're gonna introduce werewolf by night just to because they could have but no no it was some weird sphinx something or other i don't know what the fuck you call those but it was ugly 
Cool. Well, yeah, there it is. There's a, a review of the first episode. We just talked a lot about the character, which I think was uh, fits very well with the first episode because it was a lot of introduction, a lot of story set up. So I'm very interested to see where it goes. Um, looking forward to Wednesdays. Uh, we'll continue to review these episodes as they come out. Uh, we'll release them Tuesdays, the Tuesday following. So it'll be the Tuesday right before the next episode comes out. So keep an eye on that. Um, yeah, Matt's and Tillmore, so they can find us. Yeah, don't forget, first and foremost, drop that review on uh, Podchaser, right, JJ? Yep, definitely. Uh, so you can donate to a good cause with Ukraine, but also see me wear a dress, uh, watch <laughs> uh, little old Alec watch the worst movie we've ever reviewed and she dies tomorrow, or see JJ uh, trim his, well, not trim, shave his shave. beard completely. So yeah. we need to get to 100 reviews for that to happen. But um, check us out at What's Our Verdict's. Uh, for our normal movies and such that we release weekly. Uh, What's our very TV for some of our past things? And there's going to be a lot more TV coming up as well. And JJ, remind our audience uh, the other thing that you all are working on um, in relation to D&D. Yeah, so Friday, this coming Friday, which will be the 7th? April 8th. 8th. Sorry, yeah, April 8th. 8th yeah. April 8th. The days are all bleeding together. Um, April 8th, we're going to release an episode where Alec and Casey and I are talking about The Legend of Vox Machina on Amazon. So we're, it's it's a great show, even if you're not into D&D. Um, if you like vulgar, violent cartoons, game on. It's it's all of yeah. that and more. Plus some fun D&D. If you're into D&D or you watch Critical Role, a lot of fun uh, Easter eggs there that I'm sure we'll get into as we talk. But it'll be a long episode. There's 12 episodes. We're going to talk about the whole first season in one go. Uh, and again, you'll you'll that'll come out on the TV side on the eighth. So busy week for movies, TV. It's exciting. And then next Tuesday we'll we'll cover up. Next Tuesday you'll have an episode for uh, season two, so or episode two. Yeah, for we got we got a lot going on right now. It's yep. Extremely exciting. So if you get confused, uh, easiest places to check is whatsoverdict.com, and then uh, Instagram and, and Facebook. We'll have a couple more posts coming out than we normally do. Trying to get things ramped up again. So come in and chime in and. And let us know what you thought. And then if you have any questions about Moon Knight or things, we will do research before next episode. We're prepared, so feel free to drop them in the comments in such, and uh, we'll do our best answer. Yeah. Yep, we're excited to get back into the TV swing of things. We'll, we'll try to keep that consistent as more stuff continues to come out. And, uh, yeah, so excited for that. Yeah, there it is. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinemagic out.